went from being like the biggest meat eater and almost like you know one of those obnoxious like overly proud of the fact that i ate meat type people uh-huh. okay. to one of the like now i'm like you know softy Yo, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Skooku, coming here with the uh, the Shenantics podcast, where we're going to have a bunch of spoilers for The Leftovers, and no one's going to listen to it. M. Cole, how you doing? I'm so excited to talk Leftovers with you. Good, so, good. Yes. What are your favorite kind of Leftovers? I was going to ask you the same thing. I prefer Thanksgiving Leftovers. Oh, dude, good choice. Yeah, I just like, you make a nice little, you can make like a a Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving Sammy, right? You take like a croissant type thing, and then you put, layer some turkey on, gravy. Sammy as in sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never, I've never called a sandwich a Sammy before, but that sounds, no, that like makes sense in my head. Like, I don't know why I've never done that. I feel like that's the only thing I call it now is I call it a Sammy. We're going to go grab a Sammy real quick. Hmm. You know, it's like. Also, I think we fucked up. Uh oh. Because we are talking about food at the beginning. Oh, so we should wait. Is this a reverse podcast? It is. It is. So it's gonna, opposite day. It's opposite day. We're going to talk. We're going. Well, are we just because talking? we're actually recording a podcast episode? So it has <laughs> exactly. to be exactly. So day. that's how you know. That's exactly. how you know, man. Tomorrow there are going to be some surprised people tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. I'm gonna. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna tell them that we didn't record it. You should. So we get everyone angry, yes. and then when then they see it, they're gonna be excited. Yeah. Yeah. You could say something like, "Yeah, I waited for like an hour." You know, M. Cole said he was gonna be there, and then just just. just yeah, it didn't silence. show up, and that's believable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That. that okay. Happens. Well, I'll do that. All right, I'll you do, that. do that, and then we'll yeah we'll circle back on this next week. Well, yeah, we'll hit circle the, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hit, we'll hit we'll schedule a room. Zoom to talk about this further. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait. All right. So that's the end of the podcast. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See that's you later. Another episode <laughs> of Shenantics. New episodes go live. When they're ready. (laughs) When they're ready, which is never. (laughs) Oh, man. We should start a podcasting company. Should we, though? No. (laughs) No, no. I I love the idea, but in practice, we definitely should not do that. Yeah, that's... I agree. I think, But I love the enthusiasm about it. Uh, It's... I I, I think one of the things I've realized as I've gotten older, Skanky... Mm-hmm. Is that the biggest mistake you can make in life is working at like doing for your career something that you actually like enjoy doing. <laughs> okay. Because it just it just it just turns to shit, man. Like it's like Yeah. Like, sure. With the if you like okay, okay. Imagine imagine that you had that streaming was your career. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now, on top of just letting people down because you didn't stream on a day, you're also like not getting money, and yeah. or like your viewer numbers like go down. And let's say you don't even look at viewer numbers, but you just realize that like the amount that's deposited into your bank account every week like goes down. Right now, yeah. it's like this thing that was enjoyable, um, streaming and or video games. Like now, all of a sudden, has like this little thing where it's like a little less enjoyable. Yeah. Sure. It just it's it just work ruins everything, man. I was actually talking to my brother about this the other day. Yeah. So we were talking about like how we find the jobs that we do. Mm-hmm. And I I was always under the impression 
Well, not the imp- and that's not the right phrase to use here. I, I always wanted a job where I felt like what I was doing was important, mm-hmm. right? And that's like my number one thing for what, what I do with the job. I need to feel like I'm helping people or I'm doing something important or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And if I have a job that I don't feel is important, then I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? But what I found is most of the jobs, 95% of the jobs where you feel like you're doing something important, they don't pay very well. Mm-hmm. And like they don't... and um. They're really shitty jobs, <laughs> but they're they're very important jobs. Yeah. yeah. So I found out that I should probably not care. <laughs> Is that bad? No, I really don't think that that's bad. <laughs> but then again, maybe I shouldn't be the one giving advice on this. No, I know. Um, but in in reality, like that is something that's so important to me when, with a job. Mm-hmm. Still, is like I need to feel like I'm doing something important. Like when I was working in marketing, mm-hmm. I hated that because I just felt like I was making people buy things. Yeah, which is like absolutely not important unless they're Overwatch figurines. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, maybe I guess if I worked for Blizzard and I was able to sell Overwatch figurines, I'd feel like I'm doing something important. You know, just, just, just to me, like direct mailings. Yeah, just di- like, yeah, yeah, FedEx. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, I, 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 I see that. I, I have. Do you feel like you're doing something important, M. Call, when you go to work and do stuff? Actually, yes. That's um, good. But I don't like the stress that comes along with that. Yes. Oh my god. Like that's that's and that's kind of where. <sighs> yeah. I'm like, you know, over the past few years, that's kind of made me not want to be a lawyer <laughs> is that mm-hmm. like it's just i don't like taking my work home with me um <sighs> yeah i would with you. i kind of there's a part of me that would really love to have a nine to five job where the work doesn't come home like when i leave mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to, mm-hmm. like doesn't have to be monday to wednesday or monday to friday monday to wednesday nine to five would be amazing oh, that'd be great that would be the fucking dream <laughs> that'd be sick um but like it's like i don't know i just that has its drawbacks too obviously but um yeah it's just there is there is a, a nice aspect of being able to leave like work at work i like one of the one of the better i the, between when i was between jobs at one point i was doing um doc review which mm-hmm. is you know you as an attorney you just kind of review documents that have been provided for discovery and yeah. for a, for like a, a lawsuit and that was it was so great because it was like nothing about that came with me, right? Like I would show up, yeah. read through documents, like mark them responsive or not responsive, and then be done with the day and then do whatever the hell else I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so like that really that had such a nice aspect to it, but the work wasn't consistent. So then it'd be like, oh, like I don't have a paycheck next week. And so it has all of its other, all these other like downsides that go with it. But yeah, it's really nice to not have to like worry about things. And I don't really work on weekends anymore, but I still like, sometimes I'll like think about it. Like this morning when I woke up and I was still in bed, like I just started thinking about work stuff. And I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like why? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Why am I fretting about things that I'm not going to be <sighs> changing today? So yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. The stress is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I guess it goes hand in hand. If you have a job where you feel like you're doing something important, mm-hmm. then the stress is going to come with that. Yeah, yeah. 
But then like, oh God, I just feel like if I had a nine to five, that's the part that I would like. Mm-hmm. Having that nine to five and being like, okay, now I can shut off and do something else mm-hmm. yep. that I want to do. Yeah. Um. So if I had a job where I felt like it was important and I didn't have to like work incredibly crazy hours for like really nothing, mm-hmm. then I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think that job exists. I don't think so either. <laughs> the more the more I've learned about the world with every year yeah. that I'm on here on this planet, the more that I realize I don't think that that, that job exists. Yeah, so. I'm starting to think that the job... You know, I've been thinking more about this. I think the job out there that I want doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. The only way I'm going to get that job is if, it's, if, it's, if I make it and work for myself. Yeah, but then then you just have but then I work stress. all the time. Exactly, exactly. You, you never you exactly. can never stop working. You exactly. can never stop working. Like I see that as a lawyer too, because part of it, like I, as everyone deals with, right, it's the annoyingness of like having a boss that like yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, I have to worry about this other shit because that person worries about it. So then I'm like, oh, like the way that I don't have that is if I make partner and then I am my own boss. And then yeah. I was like, but then. I have your own shit. Yeah, I'm working seven days a week because if a client needs something on Saturday afternoon... You have to be there. I have to be there because otherwise that client might not be there next week. So it's just like, yeah. And then you have all the other stuff that comes along with starting your own thing too. So, And then also that takes a very specific type of person to build up your own own kind of your business and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I tell you. Maybe it's... maybe one day I do it. Like just start a business. I don't know though. It's so much stress mm-hmm. <laughs> to deal with. Yeah. And it would have to be the right type of business. Yeah, well, tea shop. Remember we talked I think we talked about this like 10 episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, tea shop is up. I mean, that's what I want to do when I retire. Yeah, independently wealthy and I just yeah. kind of pursue a hobby. That's, yeah, exactly, exactly. It reminds me, you there's know? there's uh, this one uh, Michelin-starred restaurant in Chicago and mm-hmm. at times I kind of feel like that's what it is because they don't have like consistent hours and sometimes they're just closed okay. for like months at a time and then <laughs> open up for like a week and I, I I'm pretty sure that the man that opened that is just like has money from somewhere else and is like, eh, just like whatever. Uh, yeah, they'll come back. Like, yeah, one of my Michelin star restaurants, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, that's uh, actually a genius marketing ploy, though. That would be. That would be. See, look, like you close your restaurant just stuff. because for a month. I know. Right? Like, oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> we're opening up for two days. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of. That's kind of sick. Yeah. Yeah. I've been actually thinking more and more about opening up uh, independent cinema. Ooh, okay. wouldn't that be so cool? That would be terrible cool. time to do it right now. Oh but yeah, it's awful. <laughs> after COVID, you know, hey, you might have tons of uh, retail cinema space available to pursue your idea exactly. with. Exactly, so. I could, mm-hmm. I could, and we'll only accept movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just almost spit my drink over my entire computer. <laughs> I was not. We only that. accept movie pass, <laughs> like, so we'll get absolutely no business. <laughs> yes, but I think it'd be cool. You can sit. You can set up your own kind of like you know uh, events for things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, I, I don't know. It'd be it'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. You have a two two uh, you know two screen cinema with a with a bar, mm-hmm. and you can even have a coffee shop in there during the day. You know, during the weekday that people can stop in. Ah, yeah. It'd be cool. It'd that reminds cool. me of the the music box here in Chicago. That's there like, I think you literally, you exactly described them. 
So, um, yes. I'm copying them. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine with it. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I definitely. Are they? Do you have movie theaters open by you in Chicago or no? I actually don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. Mm. I, my gut says no. But, yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Actually, actually, no. I think we might because I the one that's in Logan Square. I remember reading in the news. I think they shut down, and they were like uh-huh. a small indie type place, and so, yeah. and they shut down because they weren't able to get new movies from hollywood and so that leads me to believe that they were open but then they had to close again oh. but but i'm not sure i don't i don't know yeah don't know. yeah I, not keeping up to date on that no i don't think there's any movie theaters open in new york right now yeah still yeah i don't i'm pretty sure it isn't because i remember last time we drove past one a month or so ago at least it's uh there was no one in the parking lot so either it's open and no one's going or yeah it's not open or it's not open yeah the movie theater by me is boarded up oh shit so it's like like really like they like close they've been closed since march yeah Yeah. which is super sad and chicago's kind of been in along with new york based on like at least public restrictions like what the government put down so yeah. I feel like if that is part, because that's what I, I keep thinking like about the things that they announced that can open, and I don't yeah. remember ever seeing movie theaters, and so yeah, I, I didn't see them either. That's why I I believe that they're not open in Chicago, at least Chicago. I don't know about Illinois in general, but yeah. What are they doing about the comedy clubs in Chicago? I I have no idea. My guess is those are also closed. Interesting, yeah, because there was a big drama in New York about the comedy club. <laughs> not opening i know funny huh (laughs) that was a nice (laughs) nice nice pun nice pun you like that one i like that one worked on that all week (laughs) just just waiting for it i finally got there and i am so relieved that was that was a very long game that we played (laughs) yeah trust me i have i have plans for jokes uh two years down the line for when we record this podcast (laughs) perfect i I I just gotta you know i gotta move the conversation in that direction yes yeah I'll tell you one thing that is open that's shocking to me still is um, gyms with a person oh, capacity. Because we used no thanks. right before COVID hit, we were going to Orange Theory every like multiple times a week. And then, do you like that? I really liked it when we went. Um, so can you explain to me like what Orange Theory is? There's one near me, and I see people going in, but like I don't really know what happens in there. It's like a cult. I was just about to say, it is a cult. I, we, we're actually not allowed to say what happens in there. It's the <laughs> rules when you okay. Okay. Up. What happens in Orange Theory stays <laughs> in Orange Theory. I thought Orange Theory, before we ever went there to work out, I always thought it was like a Jamba Juice. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, so. that's funny well the same people like you know they go to the same place the yeah. orange theory people go to jamba juice they're all wearing the same thing right yeah yeah they go to they wear workout clothes <laughs> yes. and they go to jamba juice so i feel like sense. the venn diagram overlap between orange theory <laughs> yeah. and jamba juice yeah. is yeah. Agreed, agreed pretty much a circle um, exactly anyways uh but no so so orange theory and here's here's why i really liked it back when we were going is that it's a nice blend of like having a personal trainer like mixed with like group workout class mixed with like just like general working out. And so the f- few things I like about it is like you have to pick a class 
like you have to like register beforehand for a class that you're going to go to. So like, let's say we want to go like on Tuesday morning. And if you don't go to your class then you're charged. And so that makes it that you're charged more than what your membership is. And so it gives you an incentive to like, make sure you go to that class in the morning. And then when you show up, like I think the class usually has like, there's like 30 people maybe um, to the ones we go to. And there's, three sets of stations you have treadmills you have rowers and then you have like floor like free weight type stuff and okay. you rotate through them and so the class is like structured and there's one like like um trainer type person that kind of um walks the entire class through and so they'll say like okay if you're on the treadmills for the first third of it you're gonna do this and they'll have you do like different running type intervals and then you'll move to the rowers and do a rowing and then you'll move to the floor for the last third of it. And then they have various like weightlifting sit-ups and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so you're going, you're going through all the stations, no matter where you start. Exactly. No matter where you start. And so, yeah, you'll hit all of them. And then their thing is to, um, to that you wear a heart rate monitor when you're in it. And then there's like screens that show what everyone's heart rate is. And Mm -hmm. you're supposed to get it into the aerobic zone, which for them is like (laughs) the orange zone type thing and keep it in there. Aerobic zone. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's this, it's nice because it's nice because you just show up and then someone else just tells you what to do. Like I've done, I've done free weights at a gym before. And like, it's just kind of annoying being like having to like figure out why here's what my workout routine is going to be. And then we have to do each day compared to this one. It's like, all right, I'll show up on Tuesday morning and this guy is going to tell me this is what I'm going to do on the treadmill rower and floor as I'm doing it. So that was, it was like nice for just the absolute laziness of it. And then the second thing that I really liked after we signed up is that I had to dog sit for my parents and, you can use your Orange Theory membership at any Orange Theory studio. And so it was really nice that we were there. For, we were staying at their house for a week. And I got to go to the Orange Theory studio that was like right near them. So I didn't really oh. miss anything. And if I had to travel for work, I think it would also be a really nice thing because they're kind of they're all over the country. And if I was traveling all the time, it'd be nice to just still be able to go to the studio and like work out. Oh, but, nice. But yeah, so I like it. It was It was really good and got us... It got us going from not working out at all to working out like three times a week, which I think was pretty good results. And then COVID hit and then we stopped. So <laughs> got it. Got and it. So, yeah, so we get, but so we, I, we get emails every month. They're like, do you want to extend like your membership freeze? And every month we have to be like, yeah, like there's no fucking way I'm going to go sit in a room with any other people that like, even if yeah. they have masks on, right? Like let's say everyone has a mask on, you're still like huffing and puffing and breathing. Like there's no way that that's yeah. like, like if yeah so i yeah it's yeah i'm not going back anytime soon but yeah no thanks now with the heart rate monitor on the screen is mm-hmm. that is that weird not really so like imagine there's so there's three people in it and yeah. it'll be like it'll you know it says like your name and your last initial and so like you really don't know who anyone else is yeah and so like you know what yours is but it's kind of and the reason the reason, if you think about it this way, it's more so not to like kind of shame you or promote you to everyone else in the room, but if you're like on the floor doing like weights, right? Or if you're on the rower, like it's a way for you to be able to track where's your heart rate at, where, no matter where you're at in the room, right? The treadmills gotcha. have it on the screen on the treadmill, but for everything else, it's like a way to be able to be able to see it no matter what you're doing in the class. And then there's also a kind of a thing where it's like, 
as certain parts pick up, like they'll point out that like, oh, look, look at all the orange on the screen or look at uh-huh. all the red type thing. And so it's not it really isn't that weird. And you don't and because you don't know who else is who. Right. I have no idea sure. who the person next to me, like what yeah. the fuck their color is or what they're doing. So it's not yeah. it's not as weird as as you would think. But OK, my next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they do with your heart rate data? Probably sell it. Nice. <laughs> that is... Who the hell would buy heart rate data? I'm very interested in that. You know who? I Insurance companies. Yeah, you, that would make sense. That if I was an insurance company, I would be trying to buy heart rate data from Orange Theory like no other. Like I think... Interesting. Yeah. Also, or if you want to play the really long game... Um, like maybe if you do background checks, like if I'm a company that does background checks and then kind of using it, not to sell it to like an employer, but like uh-huh. to be able to offer like an employer, like if they want me to run background checks to also give them like a quote unquote fitness profile on someone. I don't know. I could see, I feel like there's uh-huh. a few different like niche areas I could see for that, but I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. A fitness profile. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, I'm called talking about fitness. Can mm-hmm. you talk about why you're a vegetarian now? Mm. Yeah. So I'm not a vegetarian anymore. And oh, no, I'm okay. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm still a vegetarian. Okay. <laughs> like, anyway, next topic. Uh, <laughs> like you literally just told me before we started that you were going to talk about this. <laughs> okay. um, YouTube. YouTube is really the reason why I um, why I went vegetarian. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, do you ever watch Kurzakstad videos? Yes. I love Kurzakstad. Yeah, he's got great videos. Yeah. And it was, there's two videos that I've watched in the past year, two years, I think, um, about essentially eating meat. And that has been swaying me slowly up until this point. And so, like, the first, I'll, I'll like, lay out the reasons that we can kind of, like, go how this all kind of culminated but the first reason why is because of the environmental impact and so it's like okay. i was like oh, okay like i feel like i watched a video on it and it was compelling and so i was like all right i was like yeah i really should cut back on some of my meat um meat eating just because it's so incredibly bad for the environment and it's so you know i tried it every once in a while and people are like oh you should do like a meatless monday and so i would do like a meatless monday and then three weeks later completely forget about it and I mean, to give you an idea, I, there was not a meal in my week that the main component wasn't meat, right? Everything I, every okay. meal I, I ate had meat as a main component of it. Um, I mean, hell, even if I had like a salad, like I had to make sure I had chicken in my salad. I couldn't just like have a salad. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, like I feel like I eat a huge amount that I can just, you know, cut back a bit and it should be good. Um, no, I was never able to do that. And then the second reason was is that like, especially red meat is just not good for you. Um, and yeah, t- like <laughs> outside of red meat, processed meat, like man, deli deli slices, that is like every day I have like a sub sandwich for lunch. And so yeah, and I, everyone agrees that like you should not be eating like deli meat six days a week. Like that's just <laughs> that is not that's fine. good. That's that is fine. not good. And so so then I was like, okay, like <sighs> I don't. You know, I, all right, I, I was like, for my health, like, maybe I should, maybe I should cut back. But all that, none of that did it. None of that did it. I've been, like, thinking for a year that I should cut, at least cut back on my meat, not necessarily go vegetarian. Okay. I watched 
this docu-series with heartthrob Zac Efron. Ooh. And Zach, okay. Yes, I forget what the fuck it's called. But is it High School Musical too? No, it is not. But that okay. also would you know sway me to be a vegetarian. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, it's Zach and some guy named Darren, and they kind of it's I think it's like a five part series, and they just and it's not about vegetarianism and stuff like that. But they kind of go around, and each episode focuses on different things. So, like, one of them is, like, on water and what we do to treat water and making water available. Another one is on energy. And they have, I think, two episodes on food. And there was – this is – this I know this sounds so stupid. But there was this scene where someone was eating alligator. And, like, the alligator was, like, spit-roasted, right? And, like, okay. I kind of saw that, and I was like, man, like – I actually like feel really bad that the alligator was murdered and like being <laughs> okay. eaten. Gotcha. And so then murder is pretty <laughs> strong, but I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you as it went through the my alligator mind, was right? assassinated. <laughs> was okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, and so then like I, I had like this moment where I was like, I was like, but that's everything else that I eat. And I was able to like True. compartmentalize it for literally up until that moment where it's like someone can tell me like all day long, like, oh, yeah, but the cows you're eating are being killed. I'm like, yeah, but like that doesn't bother me. And then suddenly it did. And then that was like mm. the cherry on top where it was like the last like thing that clicked into place. And I was like, okay, I don't think I want to eat meat anymore. And then I thought back to all this time where I had tried cutting it back and i was like well that never worked and like knowing me and you know as as you know the way i do something is like i go all fucking in yes at least for yes. a period of time. like i can't be like i'm just not getting yeah. on mondays it's gonna be like no. i'm not eating it at all no um yeah. you are no <laughs> it's all Take it or leave it exactly and so i was like so i was like all right i was like i think i want to do this and i was like there's you know health benefits and all this other kind of stuff and the actually the biggest hurdle for me for like implementing it was lunches because uh, yeah. like i eat deli slices every day and i i didn't have unless i have something that's just as easy to replace with i was like i can't do this because like i have so much other crap going on that i need something for lunch and so um i found these it was that tiny actually recommended them these like spicy thai peanut wraps whatever they have like cabbage and like a like peanut type sauce and carrots and everything and I made those for like the first week and then that's what sealed it because also now I had a lunch to eat that wasn't sub sandwiches and once I could do that then it's like okay I can cut it out from dinner no problem like I would have if I made pasta I would make sure I always like put salt like chicken sausage in it and it's like well that's easy to be like oh we're just not going to do the chicken sausage with this meat with this meal and all that kind of clicked over so it was it was a combination of you know bad for the environment bad for my health and I felt bad for killing animals um okay and so i don't know it just it was i went from being like the biggest meat eater and almost like you know one of those obnoxious like overly proud of the fact that i eat meat type people uh-huh. to okay. one of the like now i'm like you know softy cries for the animals type guy cry for the animals okay <laughs> so, so that's why that's what it was but okay do you what do you what do you eat now like what do you eat regularly what do i uh i bowls like grain bowls are okay. a main staple of our dinner. Also, I should say I do eat fish every once in a while still. Um, okay. So I do have salmon sometimes. So I'm not complete vegetarian. I'm partial pescatarian. pescatarian. Um, but we eat lots of, and it's also 
this isn't wasn't that hard too because Sarah was already a vegetarian, and so it, oh, if anything, it made everything easier because we would just make we used to be making two separate dinners, and so now we just make the same thing, um, ah, which has been okay. a huge help for that. That's why I say like lunches were the big thing for me, and once I got that, then I could just be like, I'll eat whatever you're eating for dinner. Um, but no, we eat, we eat lots of we eat lots of grain bowls. Um, we eat you know a good amount of pasta. We eat. Lots of wraps, salads, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but the grain bowls have been, I I love it. I I didn't think I would, but like being able to just pick from like six different grains, like a couscous, quinoa, rice, something wild mm, rice or whatever. I like couscous and quinoa, right? So you take yeah. like quinoa and then you'd be like go through and be like, oh, we got like these seasonal vegetables. Slice them up, and you can either like roast them or you know pan fry them, stick them in, and then put like a you know various dressings on top and stuff like that throw a hard-boiled egg egg in there sliced up and i don't know that's uh, that's that's typically what dinners look like a lot of times okay so it's not i don't know it's not so now i think maybe this is a rude question to ask a vegetarian yes what meat do you miss oh man so much um, <laughs> it actually isn't so bad where like I, th- I was worried that would be like I don't want to make you think about it oh no I thought about it earlier I, I, the, harder, okay. the, the harder thing for me is when I get really hungry like yeah. like so earlier we were out running errands and I'm like I was like freaking starving and all I really wanted was like a Popeye's chicken sandwich because we had mm. just driven past a Popeye's right and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's um but it's less I mean like I've told you this before and I know you don't understand this at all but like I love fast food, right? Like yeah, I like I, I would kill for a Big Mac. And so it's like even like things like that like I love. And so that's a huge thing for me is it's it's so nice to not even have like the temptation cuz like why the frick would I go to McDonald's if I can't eat anything on the menu? So yeah, it's like sure. you just don't go. Um but it's a lot of I think it's not so much the meat. I think of every once in a while I think of meals that I really love that have meat in them that uh-huh. I'm not, you know, really gonna, I'm not gonna have. But like, at the end of the day, if it's something like I'm so incredibly craving it, like, I'd probably eat it once and then uh-huh. just kind of be what it is. But like, like, uh, one of our friends made a like brisket chili the other day. And like, mm-hmm. I would fucking kill for some brisket chili. Like, let's be, let's be honest. I would kill it. Yeah. Cow. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, I mean, all meat's delicious like don't give me don't get me wrong there's there's, it is there's there's a reason that like me and so many other people we all eat meat because it it is it's tasty (laughs) it really is you know and i'm i'm thinking i went vegetarian a really long time ago for a week Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was really hard yeah it gets easier Um, as time goes on i'm sure it does i'm sure it does but I also, in that week, I really realized how much meat I eat. Like, mm-hmm. I eat a lot. Yeah. Wow. From like sausage mm-hmm. to like burgers to chicken to. Mm-hmm. God, I yeah. eat a lot of meat. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. But let me tell you, after that week was over, I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was so happy that I just was done with it. Yeah. Now I hear it. So I give you props. Have you thought about going vegan? No, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, it's a. I really no. eggs are a big protein source for me too. So it's okay. like, like that would make it tougher. But um, I mean, I I, just, I love cheese. Like, I think it's one yeah. of those. Like, like if I did, like that's a down the road. 
Like, it would yeah. have to be something else would push me to it, but like it's definitely not in the game plan right now. Yeah. It's, so yeah. it's I, and I mean, yeah, I just I don't think I don't think I could do that. But okay. also like honey is like a big part of honey how i a how i drink tea but b like for various like dressings and stuff like it's then that gets cut out too is honey vegan or not vegan it's not vegan because it's uh, animal product by bees are insects considered animals uh, for veganism i guess i don't know oh but everything everything i've read is that like technically it's not but most vegans don't eat honey yeah so, honey is a somewhat controversial food among vegans. Unlike overt animal fu- foods like meat, eggs, and dairy, foods from insects aren't always grouped into the vegan category. Mm, okay, because insects aren't animals. Here, let's let's go on livekindly.co. I, mm. I I trust this website. <laughs> Can you call yourself vegan if you eat honey? Uh. Well, where's the where's the conclusion? We're going to skip all this. Can vegans <laughs> eat honey? The issue is not black and white. Like with anything, they're a gray area. Okay, that's all we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that that tells us everything we need. Got it. Know. Okay, covered. Yes. That's but, interesting. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but also, I mean, we don't drink d- dairy. Like, we've we usually drink almond milk. Like, when I have coffee in the morning, yeah, I use okay. almond mil- milk in it. And this was before... Like this is when I, you know, murdered all these animals for my food anyway. So it was not uh-huh. like that wasn't a yeah. vegetarian switch. And so, um, I don't know. There's I don't. It, I think it would still be tough, even though I maybe consume less animal products than some other people. But yeah. oh, and then also I I lost like eight to ten pounds since going vegetarian. Nice. So it was like it, that kind of makes it a little bit easier to stick with too You're like oh this is yeah it convinces you to go <laughs> forward is, with it yeah this is easier i feel better and, and who knows if i feel better because i'm eating less meat or it's like all in my head but i was like but i do so let's just well let's yeah just it. go with it or yeah. who cares yeah exactly have you ever had oat milk i have had oat milk yeah i've never had oat milk i remember the first time um this was maybe like uh two years ago me and my friend uh he we, we like hadn't seen each other for a while and he came by, and we went to a coffee shop, and he asked for oat milk. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and even the barista was like, what? No, we, we don't have that. Now, it's everywhere. everyone has oat yep. milk. What yep. the fuck? Yep, it's, 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 it is everywhere. So Now, I've heard bad things about almond milk. I've heard bad things about all of them, to tell you the truth. I've heard almond milk is terrible for the environment. Oh, so I listened. There's a really good episode of Science Versus on this. Uh huh. Um, and all of the non milk milks, the fake milks, like they have some environmental impact, but yeah. compared to dairy, all of them are so much are better. better. So Got much it. better. Okay. And so it's just like, like part of the problem is all where like almonds come from California, which doesn't have a lot of water to begin with. So yeah. putting more water to use to like grow almonds is a little counterintuitive. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, there's, there could be like of all, and of all like the plant-based milks or the nut-based milks, like they, they all kind of have their, ups and downs or pluses and minuses about where they kind of come from um and i think because i I think soy milk like it's grown in the midwest so it doesn't have the water problem but it requires a lot more acreage compared to almond milk and so it's like that's a downside if you drink rice milk like rice sometimes can have um 
impurities into it, into it like that could cause disease because of the way rice is grown like in the rice oh. paddies and stuff but it's great water wise so it's like it's they each have like a mix of it but plus and minuses yeah yeah so it's but compared to uh dairy milk like animal milk then they're all significantly better for the environment interesting yeah so uh, huh more you know yeah yeah so that's why that's why i went to vegetarian but it's uh yeah, so far it's been good and uh, oh one other thing is that i that i've really liked is it's broadened out my like food consumption of vegetables a lot ah. more like, okay, I'm, that's good. I'm way more, like, I, I try way more vegetables, and I'm not really a picky eater, but I just would never try them before because it's like, oh, I got my meat, and then we'll pick green beans for the side, right? And it's like, I oh, will just sure. rinse and repeat that. And well, it's like, okay, now you take the meat out. Like, it's much more, what is it that we're going to pick to put in this? Like, we just went shopping and bought, like, butternut squash because it's in season. And oh, it's like, I oh, love butternut squash. I do too, but I, I, I don't think I've eaten butternut squash more than like a handful of times before the last two months or you know before how do you how do you make your butternut squash slice it in half scoop out the stuff drizzle some olive oil on it and throw it in the oven and roast it Uh uh-huh okay how do you make yours uh you can do the i I do the same thing okay if you cut them into slices of the Mm -hmm. skin you can kind of make like fries out of them oh that sounds really good which is which is very good and i would recommend all right, we might you put some salt, some pepper on them, and then you you cut them into like, it's like like it's all like like there's nothing inside of it, right? Mm-hmm, and then you cut mm-hmm. them into slices, and then you cut them down the middle and cut them again mm-hmm. into like these like kind of U shapes. Oh, yeah. And then you can make like sick French fry, well, like, not French fries, but you know like fries esque mm-hmm. out of them. Oh, I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, super good. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, so it's. Yeah, no, that's good. And then I, I went to the doctor this past week uh, for like a physical. My cholesterol is down, so it's like you know all these nice. There's, there's, some, there's some there's some benefits. There's some benefits healthy too. boy. I know. So it's uh. So we'll see. We'll see how it keeps going. But good. As of right now, it's been it's been good. But good. And I don't really. I don't. I don't give a shit if anyone else goes vegetarian or not. Because like I said, meat's fucking delicious. Yeah, it's great. I it love is, it. It is so like oh, <laughs> a ham man like. A holiday Ooh. ham. Yeah, so have you oh. thought about what you're going to do for, like, big holidays? Um, so Sarah's already a vegetarian, um, and so I feel like that's going to make it easier. Like, my yeah. families would have to kind of accommodate for anyway. her anyways. And yeah. I'm, my family in general is very accommodating. Um, I'm, like, one of my brothers doesn't like ham, and so usually if it's, like, we're having ham, like, my mom will make another <laughs> type of meat for him. Oh, um, okay. And so, in general, my family is accommodating, but it's also one of those things where it's like, if push came to shove, and like there really wasn't anything else, like I, I would just eat meat for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever the holiday is, and then just have it that one time and be like, we're still net better off than yeah, if we yeah. didn't. So, gotcha. Okay, I'm I not think a, that's fair. I'm not a militant uh, vegetarian, but <laughs> <A> militant. <laughs> so, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But, but yeah, so that's my, that's my nice. Vegetarian. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So, but speaking speaking of of food and vegetarian, yes. the leftovers. Ah, yes, yes. Skanky. Let's let's speak about this. Okay. First of all, saying it right now, <clears throat> we'll probably only talk about leftovers for the rest of the podcast since we're so far in to begin with. And yeah. Yeah. Spoilers from here on out. Oh it, yeah. It, absolutely. It's, it's, 
the the last two seasons and probably the first all three seasons of the leftovers just, there's gonna be <laughs> okay. spoilers there's gonna be yes spoilers. all spoilers so okay so i finished the leftovers this week okay and um this show is amazing this show okay. held all up right, good. beginning to end it's in i would say top 10 if not top five shows for me wow. it was fantastic okay it has one of the best endings of any tv show that i've seen i, I agree it really does it's, it's one of my favorite endings ever it's so they did so much right yes they did so they did. much right they I did mean, i and i again one thing i was thinking about afterwards is that i think part of the reason like we'll get more into the ending in a second but i think part of the reason that the ending was so good is because the show's only three seasons long and yeah yeah so nothing ever felt like long in the tooth and then when you kind of get like this night nice like neatly wrapped up bow at the end it's kind of like oh like that that's great and satisfying and feels good because it's not like there was a weird thing in season four that i missed out on that you didn't uh-huh. like touch on it's like no it's like everything was very well like answered wrapped up and we're good to go yeah. um and, the, and to actually i really don't think that there's any big questions or concerns that i had when watching the show that hasn't been answered okay gotcha. i just i feel like i feel like they covered all bases uh-huh. um they um the the ending the last episode of the show yes yes first of all it's a little weird and well but, the whole show is weird i know but the, <laughs> but no no but the last episode's really weird and here's why yeah okay. is because you start off first of all it's really one thing that's really cool is that like they kind of teased the last episode earlier yeah. in the season right like we yeah, see like the like, first episode right was it the, was it, it might have been the first episode of season three you might be yeah. right on that and like we see nora like talking to someone she's going by a different name and they say do you know kevin and then she's like no and then end of episode and so you like know this like scene is going to happen at some point and it doesn't get to like the last episode that you do it but here's why it's a really fucking weird episode is because kevin walks up to Nora's door knocks on it and pretends he has no fucking idea what happened for the last seven years (laughs) or 20 years or whatever however long it's been he's like weird it's so fucking weird and so he commits to it and it it makes it an incredibly weird episode but also incredibly genius because what does that do it has gives you all these questions and so like yeah. you have this hour-long episode and the entire time like oh my god i have all these new questions and then they fucking answer it with possibly the easiest answer ever is i was lying <laughs> i did yeah. know whatever yeah. what happened um yeah and his excuse is like makes sense in the real world in, mm-hmm. in a sense right mm-hmm. like yes. he wants to start over yes yes exactly right? and like me personally when i watch that i'm like god like start over we just went through mm-hmm. all this together how mm-hmm. can we start over right yes now? yes but like and you're at like, the same t- yeah but at the same time like i get it yep. like i understand why you want to start over yes yeah yeah and and so you're watching it and you're like on nora's side you're like like what the fuck kevin like <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we have been through hell and back with you and this is what you want to do like really almost literally <laughs> hell and back yeah, with yeah you. right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah um and so but then like you just get like this nice like like cap off to it because now so you have this really weird like ending episode 
And I think part of the reason what also makes it good is that like, it's almost kind of like self-contained in its little bubble where like it creates a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of questions. It answers its own question and it gives you like an hour of super engaging content where you're like, Oh my God, I need to know what happens. And then it ends with kind of telling you about that. And then also caps off the series as a total. And you find Mm -hmm. out that like, um, and also, sorry, like it caps off as uh, like, Oh, Siri, come on. We're talking about the leftovers. <laughs> but like it Siri wants to it, give her opinion on the leftovers. It gives you but it also like it gives you answers about things that like I even I had messaged you this that and I even said it on the last episode recorded. It gives you answers to things that I had already decided that I didn't give a shit if I got an answer about. Like where did everyone go? And yeah. but then like they're telling you about this and it's like almost more like profound and deep than I ever thought I was going to get in an answer. Right. Like Uh she's, she's talking about how she goes to the other side and they essentially, they essentially, it's like a mirror. They experienced the same thing everyone experienced here, but almost more catastrophic. Like I was talking about like, Oh, crazy thing about leftovers is that like they lost 2% of their population and like it didn't change the whole world, but changed just enough. And then like, she's talking about how like she went over there and there's like nobody there. Like they don't have enough pilots to fly fly planes. And I'm like, Uh Holy fuck. Like, like the tragedy that that side experienced compared to what this side experienced is like monumental, right? Like Uh it's, it's crazy. And then she talks about how she goes and she finds her family and she does find her family. And then she realizes that her family is the lucky ones because they just lost Nora. They didn't Uh lose everyone else and they all had each other and all that kind of stuff. And that's when she decided she had to come back to the, you know, this dimension or whatever. And like, it was her telling that story was like satisfying and enough of a payoff that I was content with everything. I was like, yep. Like, sounds good. Like you told me everything I need to know. Like in that Uh little bit of a story, I I'm good. I have no remaining. I might have remaining questions, but I have nothing that like sticks in my crawl where I'm like, screw you show. You didn't answer Mm -hmm. this one pet theory I had. I was like, Nope, we're good. Like you're, you're perfect. It's a, I don't know. And then they also, they, you see this throughout, but like you really see it in the last episode, like their use of metaphors and imagery, like visual imagery to like Mm -hmm. tell parts of the story is just phenomenally done. Right. Like, and yeah, like like the last episode really was like very obvious what they were doing. Like so much so they essentially told you, right. Like, so they, there's a part where it's like they put all the beads on the goat and like, they're putting all their sins on the goat. And then she finds it later and has to like free that, you know, the goat of all of its sins. And like, she puts the sins on herself. Exactly. She puts the sins on herself. Like like, like a Jesus kind of thing. Exactly. Almost. Exactly. And then she goes back home and like the birds that symbolize love aren't there. And then like her and Kevin, like make up and like have their moments moment and then the birds fly back in the last scene of the of the episode and it's just like all that goes together and it's so incredibly like satisfying of a show to watch um and it's just i don't know there's and like as i'm watching it i i am not a a religious person at all i wasn't raised with religion or anything Mm. but there are so many plays off of the religious stories that I somehow know about that it yeah. was it was really interesting to like like um pick them up like let's, let's go back to season two real quick when they're uh-huh. in the town of Miracle and there's the episode with Matt Jameson and Mary and kind of about how like Mary had 
woken up one night and it goes through like Matt's going through all of this shit. Right. And at the end of it, he talks about like the book of Job. And I was like, you now also see all these parallels about like all of this shit happening to Matt. And then he's still maintaining his faith through all of it. And you're like, Oh my God, like that's what, that's what you guys are doing. That's what you're telling right here is like a little bit of like an allegory of like the book of Job um, through Matt's character. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I, it just, like all of that was just it was incredibly satisfying um yeah in the way that they they used these stories um they use it in the second to last episode as well where kevin has the twin mm-hmm. that whole thing is about how you know people say that jesus wasn't resurrected but that he had actually had a twin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of thing that there's a whole play on that mm-hmm. in that too and all purgatory obviously yeah and every time he goes to the other side yeah so I'm curious that that's the one question I have a little bit kind of sitting that I, I don't mm-hmm. know what I know about it, but what is with that storyline? What actually happens there? Does okay. Kevin go to purgatory or yeah. is it all in his head and is telling a different story? All right. So first I will answer that question. With will, a question. And remind me, remind me about that question. Okay. Yeah. I want to go back to the finale. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what you said was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you felt like the ending, you were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. Right? You felt, you got your answers. Yes. Why do you believe Nora? Ooh, good question. Good question. You know why I believe Nora? Because... I have liked Nora through the whole show <laughs> okay. and I have felt really bad for Nora this whole show. Yeah. And so I feel like she could have fucking told me anything and I'm like, yeah, I got, yeah, whatever you say. So you're you. in Kevin's shoes. All she wants is for him to believe her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So even if she lied, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So even- really... This this finale, I think, I love this finale for a different reason than what you said. Okay, tell me. Because I think this ending is a huge question oh. rather than a big answer. Mm. My interpretation of this is that you can either feel good, like mm-hmm. what you said. Mm-hmm. You can feel satisfied with an answer. And lie to yourself and say, okay, we have the answer. Mm-hmm. We know where everyone went. Mm-hmm. And we know that they're suffering over there. But we also know that Nora's family, they were the lucky ones. They only lost one person, mm-hmm. right? And we can feel good about that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But there's the other part that says, let's be logical, like Nora has been for the entire show, right? She's all based on logic. Mm-hmm. And say... Well, obviously, Nora's story doesn't make a lot of sense for mm-hmm. her to go all like to to go all the way to the other side, and then to find the guy who made the machine and convince him to build another machine to send her back. Mm-hmm. Like that, just it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then why did she end up all the way back in Australia if she was all the way back in the U.S. to find the guy to build the machine? It, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird parts about this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So you can you can say okay. You know, maybe I don't know the answer to everything, and that's fine. But 
I need to understand that this is what Nora needs right now. She yeah. needs to tell this story to herself, whether it's true or not. Yeah. Because Nora's story is all about coming to terms with the loss that she had. Mm-hmm. So whether it's her lying to herself to get past this or get get through this, or she actually did go to the other side, you get to the same answer at the end, that you you have to believe Nora no matter what, mm-hmm. even if you don't believe her, which yeah. is what Kevin's going through. Yeah. So yeah. in the end, me personally, I don't believe anything Nora said at the end. I don't think she's, I don't, I think she lied about all of that. Mm-hmm. And she's using that as an excuse to get through her pain. Mm, okay. Okay. Ooh, I like that too. I like that too. So that brings me back to like, I, and I think one thing that you're hitting on more so is kind of goes back to one thing I feel that this show is different than other shows and mm-hmm. why I, that ending works so works well overall for me is, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm going to make a comparison to lost here because it's so easy. Um, and I was, I believe, I think for me and I've watched the Lost in many years, but I felt more satisfied the whole way through and at the end with, the leftovers than I did with Lost, and I think yeah, that it's different. I, well, I th- yeah. and I think the part of the reason is is that if you look at Lost, right, you you watch episode one and like the the, the series premiere, and everything that the show is telling you is that you are in the reality we the shared reality that we all know as the viewer. And everything's kind of happening within that. And so then they start presenting you with questions. And you're like, now you want like answers to it that make sense in the way that you are viewing the show, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like, if you view it as this plane crashes on this island, and then all of a sudden this other weird stuff happens, it's like, okay, now give me the answers that is like in this like shared reality. Yes. Well, leftovers, you go and you start watching it. And in the first you know 30 seconds 2% of the population disappears and so instantly you're like we are not in the shared reality that me as a viewer lives in and so yes. i instantly have a suspension of disbelief on a certain level and like for, that's why i said from very early on i didn't really give a shit where the other people went right like because it's just uh-huh. like this is the rules of the world we're operating in and i am now just engaged by the stories of the characters in this world that you're telling me about and yes. so when i get to the end i'm like like if they didn't say anything about where anyone goes, if Nora never told her fucking story about like she visited these people and there's, you know, only 2% of the population on that side, I don't really think I care. Cause I wasn't at that beginning of that episode being mm-hmm. like, I need to know what happens. I'm more like, what the fuck is going on with Nora right now? And sure, sure. I think that's the reason why. And so when it gets to it, like I'm sitting there as like, you know, Kevin either eating it all up and be like, yes, whatever Nora's telling me, yes. Or it's on the flip side where it's like, if I think Nora's lying, like then also great because like that may add its own wrinkle for her. But I feel like overall it's like we got to some type of conclusion and whether or not it answers about where the hell people went, I don't care about that. So it's a sure. And I think that's what's so different. And so every step of the way, when I get new questions about something, it's like, I don't like I have questions about things that are going on with the characters, but those all kind of get answered in the next few episodes. And so I'm never a waiting super long and B there's not like an overarching question. I feel like that's one thing lost always had is that like, yeah, 
from beginning to end, like there was always these things like sitting out there. And there were also kind of things that no matter what the answer was, you were never going to be satisfied because you waited so long for it. Mm -hmm. And with this one, I wasn't really waiting for an answer. And so whatever answer you give me, like, that's great as long as it fits in with other stuff that I'm watching. And like you said, like Nora lying, that fits in with the rest of the storyline. And so that would also be satisfying to me. Yeah. And I, I like, you know, because this show gives you this scenario mm-hmm. of the two, 2% of the world population disappearing, literally anything is possible. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. sets you up with this absolutely unimaginable, an unimaginable experience. Mm-hmm. And thus, like, they can literally do anything. Yep. And it would be, and you would have, like, you know, it would be believable. Yeah. So let's go back to your previous question about the going into the purgatory thing and all that stuff. Yeah, so, so real quick, talking about yeah. believable. If you told me that he went to purgatory, fucking believe it. I, I don't yeah. <laughs> like, if you tell me that's what the answer is, then yes, I, I 100% believe it because there's nothing in the show that I would not believe. But yes, go on to yes. answer my okay. question. Well, there's different interpretations of this. My personal interpretation is that he was he was going into purgatory okay. during this time and that all of what Kevin experienced actually happened. Okay. Now that second to last episode is is very important mm-hmm. because it shows why Kevin was going to purgatory. Mm-hmm. And it was all because he, it was his escape where he felt like that's where he had control mm-hmm. of his life. Yeah. Kevin is like going when he's up and awake and he's police officer and he's doing his shit, he is completely nuts. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he's going off the deep end. He's yeah. going out into the woods and hanging his clothes on trees and shit. Like <laughs> yeah. he's going nuts, right? Yeah. He can't hold anything. Like mm-hmm. he can't even control anything. So when he goes to this other place, he has a role. He 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 feels like he's in control. He he has power. Mm-hmm. So like there's those other scenes where like you see Kevin like putting a grocery bag over his head and stuff, and like mm-hmm. he's like trying to kill himself. And that's like all insinuating that he's trying to go back to purgatory, so where he feels like he has all that control. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. what he's doing is he's running away from his life, and he's running away from Nora. Mm-hmm. So he's running away from the truth mm-hmm. of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So like Nora is like the beacon of truth throughout the whole show. Like she doesn't give a fuck about anything, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, except yeah. she really does. But <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, um. So yeah, he, that that's the place he feels like he has control. That second to last episode is very important where he literally like cuts into himself, right? Like the twin. Mhm. And he's trying to dig out the key. Mhm. Where he's literally trying to dig out the key to his heart. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? And then right when he gets it, right? His twin says, "Yo, we fucked up with Nora." Mhm. And that's this is his realization that he has been away yeah like he he has been mentally retracted from nora this whole time mm-hmm. and he totally fucked up mm-hmm. he, he he totally messed up that whole relationship by going to this place which in the end he destroys mm-hmm. which is kind of like his acceptance that he needs to live in the real world and that he really did mess up with nora and he needs to figure that whole thing out which is why he goes back to Australia every year during his break to try to find her and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my interpretation. There's other interpretations out there. Yeah. On so all I, that. Sarah kind of 
lies along your interpretation of that. Okay. Um, which I, on a very uh, strong level, I, I buy that interpretation. Um, back to the thing that like nothing's out of bounds for this show. Yeah. I, the way I see it is, which, which is actually really interesting because the way I see it, I should have read the Nora scene at the end, the way you did based on how mm. I read the Kevin stuff, because there is a part of me that I don't, I don't think that Kevin dies and goes to purgatory in those scenes. I believe he's, he's very fucking close to death. I don't know if that he actually completely dies. Um, there's a lot that, you know, supports that he probably did, but I do, there is a part of me that like Kevin's fucking crazy. This entire show, like (laughs) actually like there's a mental like problem going on. And so I could, this, kind of plays into that for me a bit. Like I can see that being part of what it is. And also like it's so obvious that his dad is crazy. Even when his dad is trying to get all like the rain dance songs and everything. Yeah. Like you're like, you are still you're fucking batshit, man. Like you are you are crazy. But doesn't like doesn't part of you kind of believe that it's yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because because you know why is if two percent of the population randomly <laughs> fucking disappeared, I will believe anything. Anything. Yeah. Like there's I like I mean there's no question I would join a fucking cult if two percent of the population disappeared <laughs> because there's nothing that you could tell me that's insane because the craziest fucking thing actually happened you know what I mean like it's just like there's it's so <laughs> not to cut it not to butt in but one of the the one thing that when that's seen so when when Kevin goes in the second last episode and he goes to ask what's his face for the song but mm-hmm. he's playing the Australian prime minister mm-hmm. yep and the guy get, goes. He's like, uh, well, we need the song. Like, he's like, we need the song. To, Kevin's like, we need the song to uh, to save the you know for the flood or whatever. And the guy's like, do you actually believe him? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that's the first time I was like, wait, like, do I actually believe that this is <laughs> yes. gonna happen? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I like. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what, what kind of mine too. Because there is a part of me that like it does because it kind of it fits so well. But I was saying like when I was as I was watching that episode, I was even saying to Sarah, I was like, I was like, this has like a whole, a whole another aspect of like picking and choosing what you want to believe, right? Like some things yeah. that are coincidence, but these coincidences keep pointing you in a direction and it's like confirmation bias, right? Like you're just like, you keep assuming that all these things are telling you the correct thing because yeah. you're picking out the data points that confirm what you want to believe. And, um, but like, so, so Kevin's like actually like has mental problems that we've seen when he sees people, like maybe those people actually exist, but it seems in all like likelihood that he does. He yeah. also has moments before this, that before he dies and goes to purgatory, even the first time where he kind of like has blackout periods where things happen in the real world that he also doesn't can't kind of tie up. So we've yeah. seen where it's like, he kind of has a disjoint with like what happens to his physical body and what happens in his mind. And so it's like, I can kind of see where it's like, he goes there. And like the, also the key thing that when you're talking about when he, um, when he like takes the key to the heart out of like his twin brother, yeah. the, the important thing that his twin brother says to him or that Kevin says, I don't remember which one says it, but they say like, like we, we can't keep coming back here. Yeah. And like yeah. that partly tells me 
is that maybe like a psych like a breakdown that Lori keeps telling him he's having and he's finally realizing that like I'm going to this other place because of my problems with Nora and uh-huh. like I I gotta switch off coming like my brain taking me to this place and that's like him finally coming to terms and being able to actually recover and so Mm. and i think then to like after that after that last scene where he's in the purgatory when he goes onto the roof to see his dad and like the realization in his dad's face of i just murdered my son in a bathtub like I just let my uh-huh. son die for something that didn't actually hold up. Like it's almost like his dad realized that like, Oh my God, like I was, I was having mental problems this entire time too. And yeah. that led me to drown my son in a bathtub. And it's like, like seeing those connect and we know that this mental illness runs in the family or we believe unless, you know, you could also believe because of the show, you could also believe that they do actually see people. Um, yeah. And in that case, that, that storyline also works out. But if you do believe that they have mental health issues that, then that that also works out well, right? Like that storyline does work out. There are more questions about like, oh, did how does Kevin drink poison and actually survive? It's like I don't know, weirder shit happens. So it's yeah, like, sure. but but that's that's the way I interpreted it. Um, I could see it both ways, and also not mad about that. Like that's just this, there's this weird thing about the show that's like I don't know. Like that's I don't have a firm answer, but man, that journey was one hell of a journey. So I don't really. Yes care that it was that i didn't get the the end answer so it's um man it's it's crazy but they also sprinkle enough and there's a part where i'm exactly like kevin's dad because they sprinkle enough other like little clues in that gives you where you can like believe it right and so it's like um when matt is on the boat and talks to god right in the the hat and god tells him the story about the you know jesus's twin brother and all that kind of stuff and so then you see where like kevin's facing off with his twin brother and you're like oh my god god told him about this and then you know, uh-huh. but then it's like but then it's like am i doing the same thing that kevin senior does where it's like i pick up on little facts that i care about and now i'm like oh see that happened there so it has to mean that that's true like i could be doing the exact same problem but i don't care because it's so cool and yeah. every character every character like their storyline is so engaging john's like man season when i would tell you when season two started and we don't have the like kevin nora storyline anymore that we ended season one on i was kind of pissed and i'm like who the fuck is this john guy and why do i give a crap about him but like episode two comes in i'm like i'm hook line to sinker i I bought in i got it yeah so yeah i was the same way i was like well where are the characters that we know and love like who the hell are these people (laughs) yeah right yeah. But it makes sense after you watch it all. Yes. Yeah. It's just, and so much happens. And another thing that, that another thing that's really cool about this is that they give you answers to stuff that you didn't really know that you had questions about, or like they tie back to things about like things that you didn't really like at the time, like was inconsequential to you. And an example, one of the best examples for this for me was um there's the episode where the guy that's standing on the pillar in miracle dies. oh yeah and yeah. his wife is like talking to like kevin and all that kind of stuff and i'm like watching it and i'm like i can't put my finger on 
why she looks so familiar. And then I remember that that is the woman that Matt sought outside the gates of Miracle to like, as like a Christian woman to loan him the money to be able to like sneak back into Miracle. And Ah. it's just like this interesting full circle that it's like, oh my God, like I didn't realize I care about that. But like you brought a character in that I can kind of like, it tickles my brain in the back that like, I know that there's a connection to something. And all of a sudden I have that. And it was like things like that, where it's like, I almost want to go back and watch the entire three seasons again, just so I can like tie back, like almost like a beautiful mind with a freaking string in my room and like connect all the weird Uh little like dots and stuff. But it was, it was immensely satisfying of a show. It was, I, I'm shocked at how much I really like that show. Yeah, it, it's a journey. It's it's a very different show than anything I've ever watched before, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I really felt like I was experiencing something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like in Lost, like what you were saying, there's this overarching question that you're always trying to answer, but this show doesn't do that. It It throws you a big question at the beginning, but you really feel like nobody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that sense in Lost, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got it. Like everyone was confused, but I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel that way. I mm-hmm. felt like I wanted to know the answers. Mm-hmm. But this show is like, well, you want the answers, but also like they want the answers too. But they've already kind of accepted they are not going to get the answers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, actually, talking through this makes makes sense. Then Lost is about the characters trying to find the answers mm-hmm. to the island. Mm-hmm. This show is about people dealing with having no answer. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because m- the majority of the characters, and I think that's also another thing with that, but um, is it? it's a very um, strategic choice to have Kevin Jr. be the main character. Because... Other than the person he was having an affair with, Kevin didn't lose anyone that was really close to him, which yeah. is kind of like an a weird thing that like this happened to the world, yet you're following the one guy that really didn't have anyone that he yeah. lost. Yeah. But that kind of makes sense with what you had just said, because like then there's no way that that character is ever really looking for answers, right? Like he's sure. not, he never has to be searching for it. Where if you compare it back to like, like uh, Jack and Lost, like, man, Jack has a shit ton of things that he wants the answers to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like, I mean, yeah. fucking hell, he sees his father who's dead, and it's like all of a sudden, like, wants of that. And so it's like the way you frame it and who you have as, like, your main protagonist, it says a lot, sets a lot of what the tone and the boundaries of the show you're working on. And it's exactly what, what you said. So it's yeah. just, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 damn, it's a, it's a really good show. Also, as we're talking through this, I realized another thing that makes me believe a that Laura that not Laura that Nora right. was that, that Laura yeah. this other character that's Laurie and Nora mixed together, <laughs> but um, but uh, that Nora makes me believe that Nora was lying and also that Kevin did not go into purgatory and what and the what makes me think that and what I also think is kind of one of those like less visible baselines of the show is that. This crazy thing happened, but time and time again, every time we see like 
another crazy thing that we think has happened, and especially in the realm of um, Department of Sudden Departures, mm-hmm. it never is the case, right? And Nora keeps saying, like, no, like, other people haven't... Every time we look into a you know, secondary disappearance, it's always fraud. And every time we've seen it in the show, the man on the pillar... Um, John's daughter. Every time we've seen someone that may have disappeared, it always comes back like, nope, sorry, like this one crazy thing happened. Everything after that crazy shit doesn't happen. And so yeah. it's kind of like this a little bit of a thing that is like brings you back to reality. So if you can take that and then apply it to everything else, and it's like, ah, Nora's story sounds a little too good to be true. Mm-hmm. It probably is. Right. And it's like, yeah. So, and oh, Kevin sounds like he may have went to Perk. No, he didn't. Like, it's just like, it take you back to that baseline that like, crazy one crazy thing happened it doesn't mean all the crazy shit happens yeah yeah i don't know man it's it's really fucking good (laughs) it is it's a really really good show also matt's character is oh great oh 10 out of 10 like i oh you feel for him at such a deep level especially with the whole mary thing like it's just like like oh my gosh like it's just i don't know it's so damn good. Yeah. It's so damn good. So but, then I guess the the big question at the end is, do you think that Nora, when she was in the machine, was she taking one last breath or was she screaming for them to stop? I think she was screaming for them to stop. Yeah. Because, and I, I, had, I had wondered that, that was what I had originally thought once that scene ended. And yeah. it wasn't until she kind of told her story that I then believed that it, she did go through and was taking one last breath. But the reason why, and this goes back to like, what are some of it, when you, this goes back to what I was saying about like, we pick and choose the hints that you want to support your, your side of the story. Yeah. Because I can, now that I want to believe that she's screaming out, the hints that go to that is the scientists didn't want to take her for the, in the first place. When they had her recording her, you know, proof of life video, they True. made her do it again because they didn't believe her, right? Like, it's like all this other stuff goes to be like, the scientists didn't think she would go through with it. So when we have the question of like, was she screaming out or taking one last breath? Like, I think she was screaming out and yeah. that's what stopped it. And then she didn't actually go to the other side. Yeah. So... But who the fuck knows? <laughs> it's, yeah, you really it's really up to you at the end to make the decision. I which is the whole show is about them making decisions. So Yeah. It makes sense. I have recommended the show to people and whenever I before I make the recommendation, I always I always ask them what they thought about Lost. Do they okay. have like Because I feel like that's like there's enough parallels, especially with like the same creator like that i it, it is a very lost desk show and mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like i feel like if you hate and despise lost i'm hesitant that you i, I kind of think that you might not like the show but i am so curious i really want someone that hated lost or at least hated the end of lost i want them to watch the show because i'm, I'm curious if they feel like it makes the same mistakes that lost does or do they feel like it's lost but like doesn't make any of what some of the people think the mistakes are because like you you and i both like lost and you like lost on a level that i've never seen anyone like lost and (laughs) (laughs) i I would i would go as far as saying and yes i adore lost it's my favorite tv show of all time the leftovers is a corrected lost yeah in many ways so so i'm curious that like if so we both liked it and other people i've recommended it to like also liked lost and so 
I assume like that is a kind of a connecting thing. And so I'd be really curious if someone's like, no, I hated Lost. Like I didn't like these, all these questions. Like if they watch Leftovers, do they feel like it's more of the same or is it like we think it is? It's a, a corrected Lost. So I don't know. I would be very curious though to find out too. We need to find someone that we know that doesn't like Lost and have them watch it. Yeah. Without listening to the last two episodes. Without listening to this episode. <laughs> which, if you haven't watched The Leftovers, you shouldn't be listening. Yeah, right? Because like what everybody. the fuck are you still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> like, we gave you every opportunity to back every the fuck opportunity. Out, and, and now just, it's spoiled. It's spoiled. You, Yeah, now, and, and we've tainted your thought pool where now you can't watch it without thinking that uh, me and Skanky are correct. Terrible. It's, a, it's terrible. Oh, man. It's so. Also, by the way, I, I I mean I could talk about every little fucking storyline in this for yeah. forever. Like I just was thinking about how great it was with the um the season two story arc where we find out at the end that like the earthquake happened, which drained all the water, which saved Kevin's life, right? Like yeah, yeah. You, like you find that out, but then like also like the little thing of um the father had abused John and it's yeah. like like that wraps up like all these questions are so perfectly wrapped up and it's also they're kind of wrapped up in little ways where like it hits you like a sack of bricks but it's not like we're building up to something big here you go and instead of it's yeah. like you're watching you're watching you're watching you're like holy shit that's connecting dots and it's yeah like, yeah 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 so yeah no it's yeah this is probably one of the one of the best recommendations that you've that you've made Woo! So. Yeah. Now I, I got to watch Barry and Okay. I mean, Barry is good. Okay. It's a it's a dark comedy. You got to give it a shot. It better be leftovers quality. I'm just going to Oh, well, it's not this. leftovers quality. So just going to stick it out there. No, no so. show I think is going to compare to the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's man. so unique this show. Like It is. It is so, so, so incredibly unique. unique, but and it's also like I, I literally could talk about this damn thing for hours, but um, it also it um, it just felt like the perfect length. Like I'm not like sitting here being like, oh, I wish I had three or four more seasons. But like the fact that I don't think that isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I'm like, wow, yeah. like you really you really put together just a great story, and I'm so glad I enjoyed it. Instead of being like, oh, I wish I had so much more of it. It's like, I mean, maybe, but like what I had was so good that I don't really think I needed more. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, so that was that was the leftovers. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Oh, thank you. I'm anything glad else? Glad you liked it. Anything you need to add, or did we? Um. I'm interested to see how Sarah interpreted the ending now that I brought up this new question for you. Yeah. Believe Nora yeah. I mean, I'll have to message you after she listens to Shenantics and when I get her thought on it. Yes. I want to know. Because yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she had the same interpretation I did about Nora. But because uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that would have come up when we talked about it for part of the show for like two hours after we finished the last Yeah. Episode. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting that you like full on just believed her. I did. I, I did. So my but, my parents also watched The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. I got them into it. And at the end, my mom was like, you know, satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why do you why do you believe Nora? It's like, oh, because I want to. I, I like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I need to believe it. Yeah. And I want to believe it. Yeah. So then I talked to her the next day and she's like, you know, I thought about it, and she definitely lied. 
So you That's are you're Nora's arch nemesis, no, right? Like you're like following behind her, but like don't believe anything she says. <laughs> no, not at all. I think there's just a different interpretation of it. Yeah. In that you, it's fine for you to believe her, but it's it's also okay to be like Kevin, who probably doesn't believe her, but believes her anyway. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it all. That's what matters. Yeah. Really, in the end, is whether Kevin believes her or not. Yeah. I, and Kevin has to believe her if if Kevin wants to achieve what he's been searching for for years. Yeah. He has to believe her, or else they're back to square one as where they always they like their relationship can't progress until Kevin just believes her and accepts her for who she is. Yes, exactly. So so good. Really good. So really good, good show. All right. We just uh Yeah, watch the leftovers. If you're still listening. If you're still listening, you're done. You're done. I mean, Jesus. You- yeah, I don't. Kevin is his name. His name's Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Kevin yeah. Jr. Kevin, 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 Jesus, Jesus Gar- Garvey Jr. Yes, so. exactly. The book of Kevin. <laughs> the book of Kevin. And then it ends with the book of Nora, which is interesting. That the season, the names of the episodes. So Yeah, yeah. That is interesting. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 good stuff. But all right, guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, commute, chores, hanging out at home, whatever it is. We are there to hang out with you. You can find new episodes uh, wherever you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, uh, Spotify website, Shenantics.rocks, um, Shenantics.com. Even if you are old school like that, if you have any comments or questions, send a tweet to Skanky at Twitter.com/ShenanticsPod or an email ShenanticsPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion, we have a Discord, discord.shenantics.rocks. You can go tell all the people there about The Leftovers. Um, Skanky, what is this YouTube channel that Gabla mentioned? <laughs> I'm not allowed to bring it up. Okay, he's not bringing it up, but where can they find you on the internet, Skanky? They can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-N-K-Y. And if you were to look up this YouTube channel, it'd be the Dobre Brothers. Um, Emco, where can they find you? They can find me uh, Instagram, Instagram.com slash Emco underscore MCO with the underscore symbol. And maybe, maybe Twitch. Maybe. One of these Ooh. days. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's October. It's time to play spooky games. So, if there's one thing I hate more. I know. You hate those. I hate the spooky games. So, All right. Skanky, I'll talk to you again uh, next time we record. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Peace Good. out. Goodbye.